0: Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. I am your dear man host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: Hello. We are all sat here, melting.
2: Yeah. I'm in the dark.
1: I have a fan.
3: Good for you. <laughs> I don't have a fan, I'm in the light, and I am very, very warm. By the end of this
0: session, both Matt and myself will be just puddles in our chairs. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not built for the heat. I'm not built for the heat. Houses in the UK are not built for the heat. Everything is anti-heat, and yet the sun defies us. Defies mm. us with its anger.
1: <laughs> and again, it hates the, us. The UK is not built for snow either. So, We're, we're not built for anything. We or, or even a lot of rain. I know it, it rains a lot here, but the amount of times we have flooding is we are ridiculous. Built, we are
3: built for slightly overcast weather with the occasional showers. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> we, 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 are, we are built as people for that. Our houses are built for that. Our infrastructure is built for that. We can cope with a, with a small to moderate amount of rain. Um, we can cope with generally cloudy days we will grumble about it but secretly deep down we're all reasonably happy with it
0: we we grew up in the north and i don't think people realize how often it is gray there like you can go <laughs> most of the year and see the sun for like less than a month
2: It's that that grey and overcast all the time. It really is that. (laughs) As the one of us who still lives there, it
3: is. (laughs) You know, 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 people, people, like, you see, like, um, movies set in um, industrial towns, or, like, TV shows, like Peaky Blinders and stuff, set in, like, proper, like, industrial, and you can see all the smoke thick in the atmosphere above you, and everything feels, like, heavy and grey and stuff like that. You see, they did, that was what it was like back then, and then they took away all all those factories that produced all that smoke, and the sky didn't change. It's it's still grey.
1: <laughs> it, it, it's still
3: grey. The air's a little bit clearer now. You can breathe again. But yeah, sky still grey.
1: It's, it's like the Matrix. We were the people that scorched the sky.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We didn't scorch the sky. The sky just hates us, and it just, just <laughs> kind of casts a, a um a dour shadow over all of us.
1: Dour shadow. <laughs>
3: You merely adopted the gray. I was born into it. <laughs> and, 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 and people, people wonder why Britain had such a massive empire of hot countries. It was mostly just so we could get away from it and then we realized we hated it and moved back here again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, that <laughs> is funny because like we didn't go to Europe because Europe has the same weather as us. No, 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 fuck that. We'll go to Australia.
3: <laughs> yeah, and India and yeah. <laughs> all, all all these all these countries, we we, we conquered them. And then, well, took over them through duplicitous purposes, um, Mm. used them to our own ends. And yes, um, yes, we decided we we didn't like it because it was too hot. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's Matt's guide to colonial history. (laughs) Literally, that's the fall of the British Empire right there. (laughs) (laughs) It was too hot. So we went home. (laughs) So if any of
0: you have got your uh, exams coming up in history and it's on the British Empire, that's the reason you should write to your uh, teachers. Absolutely,
3: absolutely go full marks. Off. I mean, mm. I I, I can speak with with full you know uh, authority because I do have a first class degree in history. So there exactly. you go. Exactly. <laughs> People go to YouTube and other podcasts for their history. You should come here. Clearly. Exactly. I mean, we're we're obviously the experts. Obviously. <laughs> Next up, the fall of the Roman Empire because the Italians got lazy. Ooh, is that racist? I don't know. But. They will be reprising their roles,
0: as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Dick Fate, our barbarian. And, uh, oh. things went down last week. You, you had some good times. You defeated uh, two corrupted fire elementals. You, you defeated my Incinus, who I did think might give you guys a bit of a problem, given how uh, close he was to dunking you in the magma. But you defeated him, too. And uh, that was the end of the episode, and everything was good, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's what I think happened.
3: Yep, totally.
1: Having a bit of a lie down.
3: Ah, yes, yes, the post-fight nap. Yep. I mean, we we did, we didn't need a long rest, didn't we? So, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, you uh, you battled your way past those two corrupted fire elementals, These creatures that are bound in this heavy black armor, covered in the. Uh, sigils and runes of the Whispering Man. You went through and in the next chamber, that was basically a large rocky cavern that was split in half by a lake of magma. In the center of it all was a summoning circle of some sort, or actually maybe more of a planar gateway to the Plane of Fire. And within that gateway stood a stone giant who was casting a rather foul ritual. Which he completed, and unfortunately learned at the last moment that his life was a key component of said ritual, as he was torn apart by shadowy tentacles. From this uh, now bubblingly black liquid-filled gateway came a powerful fire elemental, something known as an incinus, basically a walking giant of magma and uh, charred rock, who... It turned into a giant wall of magma and attempted to uh, suffocate you all with fiery death. But you fought on, and actually, upon defeating it, as the black vines that were covering this creature broke away and just instantly faded, in its final moments, it even thanked you. Because it was clearly being forced to act against the party or act against anything it found. And it left a little gift for Sophia. Uh, A small little moat of uh, elemental energy that you... don't know what that's for yet, but it's currently floating in your hand.
1: It's a ninth level firebomb, isn't it?
0: (laughs) No, not quite. It's uh, something a little special, but we'll we'll maybe get to that at some point. Because while you were taking in this uh, moment, this pause in the flow of combat, something else rose through the portal. A shadowy liquid form of a tall slender humanoid creature wearing these flowing liquid robes and featureless except for when its face kind of split open into a twisted smile and as you all seem to start losing your minds from this crazy intense pressure and pain this just strain of being in the same area as this entity—you've all blacked out, and that's where we're going to start this episode. Fun
3: times, wonderful.
1: So it's yeah. got us in a sleeper hold,
3: pretty much. Mm. Sorts <laughs> mental sleeper hold.
2: Mm. Is there anything yeah. I can roll to break out of it? Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> can I not look at it?
0: You're already under its influence.
2: Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, is, this,
3: is, this, is, this is one of those times where our agency has b- rather been removed by a creature. I yeah, guess we'll find out what bit. it does. Uh,
2: if I was Rogar, I could look at it.
3: <laughs> do, do you know what? I was, I was thinking the other day. I, I, will, I do really miss Rogar's combat prowess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I just missed Dimension Door.
3: Dimension door was useful. Um, bit r- rolling, rolling stupid things on dice when you hit stuff.
1: Oh, fuck um, it. Yeah. Let me put a uh, second, second level, level smite on that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, I or, cast or, or, shield. Yeah, I've already done thirty points of damage to it. Yeah, let's second level divine smite on it. Yeah, boom.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but mind yeah. you, as Dick, I mean, just especially the the fact that we perfectly um, spec'd you out for this area. Resisting cold and fire on top of your resistances, anyway.
2: Yeah, I've survived a, few, a fair few, a fair number of. Uh, I,
3: I mean, if any of the rest room. of us had taken as much damage as you had, no, we'd be dead. Yeah, no so
0: Not a single one of you could have stood up to the assault that uh, Dick Fate has taken over the last
3: like two sessions. Like <laughs> no. you would be dead.
1: No, totally
3: not. No, <laughs> he's literally just just like a, a walking like just covered in, like, cuts and scratches and he's covered in blood, basically. If if you take... I, I didn't bother to
0: add it up, but I really should, but the, the first round of attacks from those corrupted fire elementals, if you don't half all the damage and then half all the fire damage for a second time, I think you took over, like, 90 points of damage in a yeah. single round. <laughs>
4: he's,
3: yeah. he's, he's, he's walking around looking like Rocky at the moment, <laughs> at, at, the, at the end of a fight. Just...
4: <laughs>
2: Yeah. Rocky from the Four film where he
3: gets brain damage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dick Bates is uh, he's he's had a rough uh, couple of days. <laughs> yeah, it's a good job Dick's brains rather too small to damage. So Yeah. It's, 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 it's like it's like Homer in the Simpsons, you know. It's it's like he's wearing a football helmet all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so um I suppose we can't put this off any longer.
3: Yeah, I wasn't trying to do that at all. What would you take me for? No, no. (laughs) But uh,
0: since we're talking about Mr. Fate, why don't we start there? So everything goes dark. The last thing running through any of your minds is this mix of laughter and tears and screaming and that realization that it's coming from both the people around you and yourself just uncontrollably falling into this twisted pits of madness as this entity's mere existence washes over you all and then it goes dark and Nick you open your eyes and you are stood on a cliff edge looking out over the valley that you've been traveling to for the past few days it's still quite early the light hasn't quite risen yet and the dragonborn is still mostly asleep You can see their guard patrols moving out and they haven't spotted your forces hiding nearby frankly they don't stand the slightest chance against your might you've prepared well surprise and overwhelming numbers should make this an easy job though something lurks in the back of your mind something gnawing away at you but whenever you try to focus on that feeling it just slips away like water just rushing through your fingers whenever you try to grasp at it and then your mind goes back to thinking no everything's correct i'm here and i'm here to do my job and i'm going to get this job done as you're kind of lost in that thought for a moment you hear a voice from behind you go boy emmerich we ready then boys are uh, chomping at the bit i don't know how much longer i can hold them back you um Turn around to see a man called Jassik, a vile man who you've had the displeasure of getting to know during this expedition. He leads the mercenary group known as the Bone Collectors. Their reputation for getting the job done is only really outstripped by their viciousness and cruelty. Perfect for a dark job like this one. You nod sharply and Jassik gives you a broken toothed smile. Perfect. Boys will have the guards throat slit within the minutes. Then we can light the fires and really panic them. (laughs) Gonna be glad you picked our lot for this and we'll get your message sent. Promise this will be a day you or anyone else won't ever forget. That gnawing feeling in the back of your mind returns. Desperately pleading with you to give it your attention push past the fog and focus on it just for a moment. Something about this is wrong. Why, Why are you doing this? But you snuff out the thought again, cast it aside and draw your sword. Dark work needs doing in service to your lord and there is no reason to delay. At the end of the day, you're a killer. A weapon for Kren to swing at his enemies and nothing should stop you. This is the right thing to do. As you turn and start making your way down, you walk past Jessica, who's just sharpening his sword, getting ready to send his own orders. And as you're moving away with that thought in mind, that thought of murder, you hear, That's not true, is it, Mr. Fate? You want to be a hero, don't you? Not some mindless butcher, not some back alley killer like me. This isn't how the day went. Jasik never knew your real name. You turn and see the man staring back at you. He shouldn't be here right now. He, he'd he already left. At this point, his sword was hilted deep in some unfortunate dragonborn guard. And he smiles at you. And you feel cold. And we're going to leave Mr. Fate there for a moment. Sophia! Hi there. It. <laughs> Sophia, again the dark rushes over you and all of a sudden... You're swept away to somewhere else. You wipe the sweat from your brow and pick up the sack of firewood. Satisfied that it'll last you a few weeks, and you start to take a pleasant stroll back through the forest and approach a rather sizable lodge. You let yourself smile, the hint of pride. It's still standing and it looks as good as new even after all these years. You still remember putting it together after you finally lay down your bone sword and... Traded them in for some carpentry tools and a hobby. A signal that the fighting could finally stop. Peace. A concept that had been foreign to you for so long had finally been achieved. As you push the door open, the sweet scent of of a home-cooked meal washes over you. You see a large pot boiling over a magical flame, stirred by a ghostly mage hand gripping a ladle. Solara is reading a book and relaxing on a nearby chair, one hand just lazily directing its magical counterpart. Seeing you return, she uh, breaks into a large smile and walks over and just kisses you softly, thanks you for grabbing the firewood and hints that uh, you should go top up the hearth while she gets served up for dinner. After a few moments, you both sat around the table. A lovingly prepared meal sits in front of you and Solara smiles again and just says, so, uh, how was the forest? Any curious critters today or uh, anything we should worry about?
1: No, didn't seem to be. Seemed fine to me. Do you see anything?
0: No, no, it's just been quiet. Honestly, it's so peaceful out here.
1: Well, that's why we came.
0: Yeah, I'm, I don't know about you, but I never really got on too well with city life.
1: <laughs> no, all that smoke and bustle, it's not for us
0: can't imagine spending the last few years in a place like Varadin or uh, any of the other large cities. Just, just too claustrophobic, you know? Whereas out here, you can go out, take a stroll in the woods, watch the stars at night. It's, it's just special, you know?
1: Yeah. We don't need anything else, do we? No.
0: Well, we should tuck in, though. Let's get some food. I'm starving.
1: Thanks for cooking. Hey,
0: no problem. So do you go to uh, eat? Yeah. As you um, reach down for a fork and start uh, ladling out a bit of the broth that she's prepared, you go to take a bite and Solara just sort of starts up and goes, Wait, wait, huh. before we we should give thanks, no? Come on, I'll, I'll, I'll do it today. You always lead and you deserve a break. And uh, she kind of nods to you to sort of bow your head a little bit before the food and close your eyes, and she does the same. We. Give our thanks for the message we received, the bounty that flourishes under their gaze, and the dream for which we all partake. As the chaos who crawls across the stars arrived, the lies of the old world were stripped away, and those who blessed with great knowledge illuminated the truth for us all. We give these thanks to those beyond the stars, humbled as we are before their generosity. She nods and goes, Okay, let's dig in while it's still warm. Let's leave you there, Sophia.
4: Tommy.
3: Hello. Don't
0: Hello. I'm being lost.
4: <laughs>
0: Tommy, you open your eyes and you see a room, or at least part of a room. You see a wooden floor, a few old tables, and some simple chairs, and it reminds you of just any old tavern, very much like the ogre's eye that you frequented so much back in Varadun. But there's no walls or ceiling. Just an endless, inky void, stretching on into infinity. Over in the corner, you see a small table. Two shadowy figures are playing a game. The board resembles chess, but the figures look odd. One, as you're walking by, you recognize as a little carved wooden piece, seemingly representing the king. It reminds you of Kalemvor, and the queen stood next to it looks like one of the statues of Mistra, the Lady of Magic you once saw all the way back in Archpriestess Lauren's temple. You move away and you approach the empty table that's in the room, and you take a seat. There's already a drink waiting for you in a dirty tankard, some watered-down swill that Old Kel would usually serve you. It smells just like you remember. You grab the drink and take a big swig. It washes over your tongue and the taste takes you right back to those simpler days. As you bring the tankard down, you gasp just a little bit as the chair across from you is no longer empty. Instead, dressed in his typical, dirty, patched up leather and grubby black cloak, is Handrel. It's good to see you again, mate. Not quite sure how long it's been, if I'm honest. Time's a, a little hard to keep track of here. How have you been?
3: Um... What, Andrew? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a been a while, hasn't it? Uh, quite a lot's happened actually. Um, Baradin's under a dome. Uh, got a castle. That's pretty cool. Fought some orcs. Learned a few more tricks about sneaking around as well, which uh, you'd probably be impressed by. Yeah. Um, how have you been? You know. Not too bad. Not too bad. I see you've uh, been putting me cloak to good use. Oh, yeah, mate. This has uh, saved my life on, uh, well, more occasions than I can think of, to be honest. Um, Lovely really thin it is, too. Uh, see, I've um, augmented it with uh, the raven's mantle as well, over the top. Uh, kind of adds a little bit of, um, a little bit of fur trim to the edges. Mm. I'll be honest, a little garish, but I think you pull it off. Ah, yeah, thanks, mate. You look, uh, well... I'd say much the same as I remember you. Though, um, not quite how I last saw you. You mean the,
0: uh, Isle of Dust or this? And he blinks his eyes and they swap over to that slightly strange-looking, swirling green that they
3: were just before, well, as they were in his last days. Um, well, now that you mention it, both, actually. Yes, uh, I've got to be honest, at the time... Those things freak me the fuck out, but I've seen quite a few more freakier things since then. So, um, yeah, not quite so worried.
0: Yeah, turns out when you uh, get out in the old wide world, you uh, see a few things,
3: don't you? Yeah, tell me what. Tell you what though, um, do miss places like this. Though uh, you'd be uh, you'd be pleased to know um, we have a have a bar in our castle, and I called it Andral's after yourself or you might appreciate a pub named after you. Oh, you know, definitely. If I was going to leave any sort of legacy, I'd prefer that over a kid that I don't know. To be honest, so uh, yeah, we'll take a bar. Yeah, well, there you go. No, you know, now we've dispensed with the pleasantries, as it were. Not that, um, not that I wouldn't mind a few more for a little while longer to catch up with you. Um, what's going on? You know, I'm honestly not quite certain.
0: It's uh, a little bit strange, to be honest. I kind of thought. When I was sent here, I'd be given something to do, you know, something I'd have to follow some whispers that I'd have to serve out and whether I wanted to or not, that was probably how it was going to go down. But frankly, that's, that's not the case. I don't know whether you're going to believe me, mate. I know you're always a paranoid fucker, but honestly, I'm not really here to do anything No tempting, no fancy words. Only message I got asked to give you was a pretty simple one, if I'm honest.
3: All right then, um, well, it's been nice seeing you, Andrew. I guess um, I guess you're in the service to this whispering man, then. Oh, um, Rogar's dead, by the way. Well, again, uh, I don't think he's coming back this time. He might be a dragon, though. Don't know yet.
0: Yeah, I uh, I heard a bit of a, oh. bit of a strange one. Yeah, I mean. Service or just stuck here, I I don't really know what you want to call it. To be honest, mate, it's not like I'm doing a great deal. As I say, I got told to tell you something, but I don't really see... I mean, I'll be honest, I don't really understand it too much myself. Um,
3: You... uh, you, uh, Well, go on, I was just going to say, you got a time limit on that message or have you got a few minutes? Put your feet up, have a beer.
0: I mean, I can have a beer, mate. To be honest with you, the main thing I do have is time. Time don't really seem to matter here we could probably stay for as long as we wanted and it wouldn't really change anything so and he kind of extends his hand and all of a sudden he does have a tankard in as well and he indulges you to a few drinks and in a strange way it does feel like being back in varadin back in the ogre's eye and sitting down with handle after pulling off some heist or uh breaking someone's kneecaps or doing any of the things you used to get up to Mm. in a twisted
3: way almost pleasant, despite the weird surroundings. That's what you can ask for already, isn't it? You know? In some weird freaky dream you might as well have a pint, put your feet up. See what happens. Ah, that's what I always used to say. I think. Yeah. <laughs> sounds about right, yeah. yeah can't get too wrong with a pint. Exactly. Yeah. And this um this piss is pretty much exactly what I remember from the Oak's eye. You know, it's uh it's it's shit. It takes like Six points for you even to feel anything. But it tastes like home. I don't know. Alan's the last of his tanker and goes, Yeah, to be honest, mate, the dregs even make me want to throw up and I'm not even sure
0: I have a stomach anymore. So that's pretty good attention to detail. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so I guess you got to, got to give me this message then.
0: Yeah, I suppose I do. And I'll be honest, I don't know if it means anything to you. But the only thing I got told to tell you was keep up the good work.
3: Um, Okay.
0: Yeah, oh, I um
3: didn't really mean a lot to me either, to be honest with you. Wasn't um, unless someone's uh, complimenting me on my marksmanship skills. I'm not really sure whose work I'm doing. Um, as you well know, mate, I'm not one for following orders from anyone really, save for um cobblestone or possibly Valmin if I was feeling generous. Yeah, frankly, I I
0: can't say I gained any great insight into what's going on despite all this time that seems to have passed for you i know that these things are bigger than i realized far bigger than i ever would have thought about in life to be honest with you i mean i only took i only took this deal out of a rather petty reason i wanted revenge for my old mom pa i wanted to finally do what i always promised i'd do Finally, take it out on the fucker that killed him. But it seems that was cut a little bit short, and I had to pay the cost a bit sooner than I'd
3: ever planned. We um, we never really talked about your family, did we, mate? What uh, what did happen to him? Not an overly pleasant story, if I'm completely honest
0: with you, mate. But given where we are and all that has transpired, holding on to things like that don't really seem to uh, matter much anymore. I'll say this, I don't mind telling you because who knows anymore, <laughs> who knows what matters and what doesn't. I was a kid, you know, pretty young. I'd uh, come to Varadin. don't really know where from to be honest, but I know my parents used to mention somewhere uh, that they'd moved from and uh, you know, as we do when you're kids, you hang out with the gangs, do a bit of petty crime and you know, I was I had some skills. I was always pretty quiet, good pickpocket and uh took a liking to me you know got them some coin got them some gems that i had no idea of the uh, worth i was handing over to them but hey it's what you do when you're a kid trying to get people's approval in it i'm sure you did much the same
3: definitely mate definitely yeah
0: well there was this one time i uh picked someone's pocket while i was uh walking through the streets and i uh passed it back to the uh the older lads and now they took the took a silver amulet, some sapphires, some other gems, assortment a coin, and they were so happy with me. They let me keep a couple of coins. These two rather rather strange ones never could never really tell where they were from. But you know, I pocketed them, with little my little treasures. You know, I stayed to celebrate with them. Frankly, they wouldn't let me leave. They were too happy and they were too drunk but uh, I was a bit too young to really enjoy what they wanted to get up to and when they started suggesting heading to the local brothels they uh, kicked me out to send me on my way home meet up the next day that was fun by me let them them enjoy their drinking wandered the way home but I was late. you know quite late and when I got there a lock on the door was broken door was slightly open and something even back then I just knew, you know I just knew something had happened like I was too young to really comprehend it to really catch all the little details but I knew when I opened the door what I'd find I saw me old pa face down his hand just gripping onto a clean dagger, never even tasted flesh, as I walked past him just traipsing through a nice big pool of blood I saw my mum lying on the stairs awesome, gone long gone I don't know if it was the bloke I pickpocketed that day, or something unrelated, or what. Never really got a chance to find out. When I got him with Copplestone, I did mention it to him. And he said he'd help, and I think he did put out some feelers, but he never seemed to turn up too much. And then, you know, you get older, and to a degree, you let it pass. You know, you put it out your mind, and you think, I can't do anything about it, and it's been too goddamn long. But then, you know, we teamed up again, and I met your friends, and I started seeing that things weren't that... Cut and dry sometimes. I saw some of the shit Rogar could do. He seemed to know things he shouldn't know, get told things by entities, and I saw that as an opportunity, you know, make myself strong enough, strong enough to hunt down the fucker that killed him. And that's what I traded. I traded it for a bit of strength and a bit of knowledge that would come to me as time passed. Unfortunately, it all fell apart before i could enact it because frankly i realized that the price was getting a bit too high you, you gotta believe me mate i didn't intend what happened to the gang to happen i didn't know any of that and i didn't see it until i let you guys know and yeah obviously i ended up paying the only price i could pay for it and i don't really think that wipes the slate clean and honestly ending up here ending up in this place maybe that's what i deserve maybe that's better than i deserve I, I can't really say i was much of the religious sort so probably best left for others to answer
3: yeah i mean well you we, you certainly are paying the price for it aren't you so i don't know mate i mean i believe you when you say you didn't mean to do it i believe you when you say you got in well way, way over your head because let's be honest i was kind of burying my head in the sand a bit with with the whole Rogar thing. You know, we were on a good good deal. Things were working for, out for us. And we um, we sorted it out. We we took Cren down. You missed that bit. But we did it. And with, with his help. The help of his God and whatever else was helping him. Talking to him. I don't fucking know. And it kind of just meant it was much easier just to, you know, stay quiet. Look the other way. I mean, I'm good at looking the other way. Did it all my life and I guess yeah well you know me price would have been too high to pay even for me for my folks if if I knew or cared really about him but I can see why you did it don't condone it but I understand and look you saved my life a few times back in the day and did you find anything at all from your deal you, do you have any more information about who did it because I'm still in the world and well well, I've got other fish to fry at the moment, as it were. You never know. If I come across the people who killed your parents, person, people, then I'd be quite happy to kill them. Wouldn't be the first, wouldn't be the last. And I'd be helping an old mate out. And I'd, that'd, um, that'd be good enough for me.
0: Honest with you, I never really found too much. The only thing I ever really kept hold of and the only thing i had as a lead was this and he kind of flicks the two coins across to you these two rather old really strange looking coins they definitely weren't minted in varadin and uh they don't look like the coin that uh sophia was given from uh teatris either it's a very strange really ancient looking coin if you knew more about uh history you might be able to judge that the price is probably far more than uh what a regular gold piece should actually be. You can see woven around the rim of the uh, coin, like the uh, the engraving, is a twisted thorn. And in the center is a symbol of a pressed hand. I don't know if you can find out something about them. I never could, but frankly, my contacts weren't exactly the, uh, the best, you know. I wasn't much for reading, so... Uh,
3: <laughs> no. Maybe you
0: could do something that I couldn't.
3: Well, have got a library now, so you never know. But I i don't know if I can take it away with me from this place, but if I can, I will. I can't promise you I'll be able to do anything at all, and whether or not it matters to you anymore or not, I don't know, but I'll have a look. That's all I can promise. That's
0: fair enough, mate. That's fair enough. I mean, I wish I had more to say to you, frankly. I wish I knew something that would be useful, and I wish I knew why it told me to tell you what it did. I don't really understand it. I know you're not the sort to to throw your lot in with something or another that you don't understand or believe in. So I don't really get what it's point is. It doesn't mean a lot to me and I guess I'm not really the person it's supposed to mean a lot to. It's probably why I'm here. (laughs) But, I mean, good luck out there, you know? Good luck with whatever happens next. Because, i got quite a bad feeling about things. And, well, honestly, I think shit's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets any better. Mate,
3: you know, I <laughs> I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I mean, we're coming up against, well, it's a bit fucking weird, to be honest. We're coming up against this entity that you now serve. Somehow. It's not killed me yet. I guess I hadn't taken it stand head on against it before, so who knows. Perhaps we'll do nothing at all. Perhaps we'll we'll just die to the next fucking monster we find and, and that'll be that. But all we can do is keep trying because um did you uh did you hear about the whole agents of um hobo thing we got going on there. I'm a um I'm an alphabet boy now. I've got the um we're an agency
1: where yeah, uh,
3: moving up in the world. Joining yeah. The, uh side of a law, inside of uh, law and crime, I see. Don't know if we should be associating too much no more. Well, you see, it's only really the law when you make the, make the law, isn't it? Then it's whatever <laughs> the law you want it to be. And, um, given, uh, well, before we left, given effectively carte blanche over the area of Varadin and surround, we, um, I think it w- probably would have been, um, would have been sort of a shara wide really into our area. Um, so, yeah, we were we were on to a big one. We were joining the uh, revolutionary government and all this, you know, the uh, legal arm of that, trying to keep people in line, stop the um, orcs invading and stuff. And surprisingly enough, we've done a pretty good job of it so far. But, uh, yeah, apart from, you know, getting the city domed and that. Uh, you know, you win some, you lose some, right? I mean, it wasn't really our fault, you know. We, we tried our best. Killed an angel. Don't do that every day. That's a fair point. Yeah. But um, perhaps that's not something to brag about. But I don't know. Maybe here it is.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, I guess it uh, depends on the company you keep, right? Yeah, I suppose. Well, in any case, yeah, it's um, interesting times. And well, is, is 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 that it? I guess. Not that I'm not enjoying having a chat, but um, I suppose I better be uh, getting back to my mates. What is still alive? Presuming they are still alive.
0: Well, honestly, I mean, it's not up to me, but uh, he raises his tankard to you and goes, here's to interesting times.
3: I'll um, meet his toast and
0: take a big swig. When you stop swigging and you put the tankard back down, the handle's no longer there, but you're still in this tavern. And what you see now past the table is a staircase that leads up to presumably the first floor of the tavern. But it wasn't there a moment ago and we'll leave you there, Tommy. Hmm. So, let's head back over to Mr. Fate. Oh, shit. (laughs) So, I mean, Jacek addresses you in a way that he never did at the time, but despite that, you can still hear the fires are starting in the village nearby. You can hear the sounds of battle and carnage but more of your present-day mind is starting to filter in and you're remembering exactly what's about to go down. And it swells up in you like a panic as you start to smell the flames and smoke waft throughout the valley.
2: What do you do? So Jessic's still there? Yeah,
0: this Jassik is just stood there looking at you.
2: I'm going to grab him by his, like... I'm guessing he's got some kind of shirt on, some kind of lapel. Yeah, he's um, just wearing like a, like a light leather armor. He's got a bit of a cloak on his back. He looks like a scruffy mercenary. Yeah, yeah. So I was grabbing by his lapel and like,
4: What did you call dick?
2: As you do that,
0: you suddenly blink and you're not grabbing Jacek by the lapel. You're choking. A young dragonborn, can't be older than 15, and he's clawing at your face, wiping bits of blood on you, as the light goes out in his eyes, and you let go and back away, as the fires around you grow more intense, and you see shadows in the distance chucking
2: more torches into the buildings. Um, I suppose I'm kind of stumble backwards a little bit, like I don't want to say scared a little bit, mm. just because it's this isn't this isn't dick and uh like you know looking around at the well horror that's going on i almost feel like dick would have well what we would call stage fright mm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just 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 because he's naked that's all Carry
4: on. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean under the uh the emmerich illusion i can imagine you're uh typical half-orcish green is looking very pale. Yeah. As you can hear the sounds of fighting all around you, you can see bodies starting to pile up just out of just in the corner of your eyes, at least. And you're stood staring at that teenager that I assume you want to probably turn away from as quickly as possible. And as you do turn around, you're back up on the cliff face away from the carnage. In fact, maybe the carnage actually hasn't started yet, because you're back looking at Jacek, and he addresses you again and goes, three hours of your life shouldn't define you, Mr. Fate. I can lift that burden for you. I can remove those three hours permanently. Never again would they plague you, no longer haunt your dreams, and weigh you down. All I ask for is an equivalent exchange three hours unburdened from your mind the three hours of your life is such a loss of life worth a lifetime of a clean conscience no more guilt no more suffering no more nightmares no more being afraid to close your eyes over what you might see honestly if that doesn't seem fair to you then i can sweeten the pot if you give me your word your agreement I can even tell you where your little friend resides.
2: So like like Dick's like feeling like his heart beating like in his chest like the adrenaline is like coursing through his veins. But he's trying not to react with anger. Normally this would you know this would make Dick angry. This would make Dick want to lash out. When Dick looks down at his hands, does he see his hands, or does he see Emmerich's Emre- 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 hands?
0: When you look down, you see your... Well, you see Emryk's hands initially, and then as you focus on it, it sort of flickers, and you see your own green hands, soaked in blood, just dripping on the ground, almost as if the world around you is changing when you're focusing on it. But As you blink, they go back to just being Emmerich's plate gauntlets, looking clean before the battle. <laughs>
4: Dick, Dick,
0: who are you? Who am I? <laughs> For right now, I thought you would recognize me. I believe my name was Jassic, much like you, Emmerich. I wear many faces. I always have. I always will. A thousand forms that shift before your very eyes. I can be anyone or anything, but my message never changes. I am the chaos that crawls beyond the stars. I am the man that whispers in the darkness. Some know me as Nyarlathotep, others know me as the haunter in the dark. I have as many names as I do forms, frankly, but those names don't really matter. What matters, Mr Fate, is what I can do for you, but the choice is yours. I offer these things in a fair trade. If you do not wish to see them, if you do not wish to possess my gifts, then I will not force you.
2: Oh, a question. Have you, any of you guys actually told Dick who Brogar followed or not?
3: We, men- we mentioned the Whispering Man, I
1: Yeah, think. we did. Yeah.
3: The name has come up and you gave
0: an explanation to Rurik which I think, uh, Dick mostly ignored. If I remember <laughs> the conversation correctly.
2: Yep. Shit, this is hard. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Would you, uh, like a moment to think about that? Yeah. Okay. What would Dick <laughs> do? What WWE. exactly what would Dick do? WWDD. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well let's uh let's flip over to Sophia.
1: Shit.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Welcome to the house of fun.
4: Maybe
3: she with Solara.
1: Yeah. I got a kiss. You got fuckle. I,
3: I, got, I got a pint with Andrew so I'm pretty happy too.
1: Hey, tastes uh, like pig swill.
3: Hey, that was a proper pint.
1: <laughs>
3: At least I'm not the one that's living my worst nightmares over and over again. Yeah, yeah. cheers.
2: Cheers. <laughs> cheers for that. <laughs> all right. Yeah,
3: well, Sophia, I mean,
0: we'll pick back up where we left off. Solara finishes her rather peculiar little form of grace that she says before the meal. I don't know if you say anything to that or question anything, but you do feel your mind, the, the current present you bleeding into the scenario, that this all seems very strange. Like, parts of it are like memories. You remember building this wooden lodge. You remember moving out here with Solara years and years ago, but the rest is all just a hazy blur. And now you're starting to notice that maybe things aren't quite what you expected in this in this future of sorts.
1: Right, so... If I'm bleed if this is bleeding through and I know something's wrong with her prayer, I'd say uh have you heard from Tommy recently? Tommy.
0: Um not in uh the last few weeks. I mean, as far as I know, he's getting on fine over at the fortress.
1: Yeah. Is yeah. he just there?
0: Um yeah. <laughs> you, you don't you, you don't remember? Are you okay? do you, you not sleep very well?
1: Um, trying to reminisce, you know.
0: Yeah. You didn't, like, hit yourself in the head with the fire axe.
1: <laughs> just, uh things are going a bit fuzzy, I guess. Could you just, um, like, indulge me? What's happened to Rogar?
0: Rogar? Yeah. I, he, he, he died years ago. <laughs> Remember, he turned into a, a giant dragon, and then he took... You remember this. You told me about this. I wasn't even there. He he took the heart of the Titan King and he kind of kicked things off to start anchoring things to the material plane. And then we finally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you remember. Because that was about the time yeah. when you saw the truth. You came back uh, all excited to tell me about it.
1: I mean, how did I get your magic back?
0: <laughs> are, you, are you like fucking with me or something? Wow, is this no, a joke I'm just, that I'm not I'm getting? I
1: just. I'm just... Just humor me, love.
0: Um, so, I'd lost my magic and my memories, and you were out in the wilds, and you had that conversation with the Whispering Man, and he finally showed you that you have been being deceived, that Kalemvor and all the other gods... They'd been lying to you, to to all of us. That it was all just a crock of lies. They were manipulating us. And he gave you your offer. And said that if you would pick up his banner, champion his cause, he could reward you with restoring me. And when you saw the truth, it seemed like the easiest offer in the world. I mean, I know I took a little bit of convincing in the first place, but when you explained it all to me I, I understood it made sense you know and I, it, it was hard to believe that we'd been on the wrong side for so long that so many people had either lied to us or just you know didn't understand things I mean I, I guess when it's the status quo it, sometimes it's hard to see the wood for the trees you know <laughs> mm. people are happy to just keep being cogs in a great machine without really realizing what the machine does
1: you know what it was a good decision, wasn't it? You're yeah,
0: okay. of course. I mean, I, I just can't believe that they were doing that to us. Things are so much better now.
1: I mean, we're happy, aren't we? Yeah,
0: I mean... I, I, it was, I was so proud of you when you threw off that liar's shackles and we all went to his temple and you were the one to put an end to it I I mean I know you don't like to talk about it too much but you're a hero you you were it was all thanks to you I mean Tommy was strong of course and he's always had his skills and I mean Dick could take a hit from a Kraken if he needed to but you were the one who championed it all you were the one whose whose faith really pushed this to the end it takes a lot to kill a god Sweetheart, it does. It takes so much strength and you put him down and you freed us You've you you set us all free and I I don't think anyone could ever repay you for that, but I'm sure lots of people would want to try
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's why we're here. Yeah,
0: I mean We're finally at peace. We don't have to worry about the gods, their, their lies We don't have to worry about your father anymore. Everything's kind of (laughs) chill.
1: I'm so glad I have you.
0: Me too. I'm glad too.
1: Come on, let's eat up. I mean, what else is there to do?
0: Yeah, so the pair of you eat your meals and engage in some light conversation. You feel this sense of unease just continue to grow, but there's a draw to this. A draw to this scenario where honestly for the first time in a long time you feel at peace and happy and even if part of your brain is telling you that this isn't reality this isn't what's currently happening you can remember being a cave near some magma you can almost feel the burns on your flesh from the recent fighting part of you really just wants to lose yourself in this moment and by the end of the meal Solara notices that you look a little uneasy and with your questioning of events she says to you i know (laughs) i was a little silly but maybe maybe you should go take your oaths again i know you normally do it in the morning and it makes you feel makes you feel better after those prayers but maybe maybe we should go do that you know reaffirm yourself you always feel more centered
1: yeah why don't why don't i go do that do you mind um just i want some time alone if that's okay
0: Sure, sure. Just uh, go to the shrine. She kind of points to a door that's just off the side.
1: I'm gonna probably go through the door. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's attached to the to the house.
0: Yep, it's just another room in the lodge. Can as I just you go in, quick look. Yep. I mean, as you push open the door and take a look inside, I mean, it's just a, a large wooden room that could have just been another living room or a bed space or something like that, but instead the entire wall is taken up with a huge shrine of a black tentacled sun rising above a pillar that's been carved to almost look like a capital I that is wrapped in three tentacles pointing up towards the sun and carved into the base of the pillar you see a little relief of what must be yourself you see a figure a uh, armored and robed figure lying down on his back, clearly defeated, bearing wounds, and you rising above them, about to drive your sword through their chest. You've been made out to have wings and almost like an aura around you as you dive in the, for the killing blow. And from your reading, you recognize Kalembor as the person being slain. Oh, shit. And uh, with that,
2: let's jump over to Tommy. I'm having fun.
1: I'm glad you're having fun, dude.
2: To be fair, I'm having fun also. Uh...
1: (laughs) Tommy is on mute.
3: Ah, sorry, yeah.
1: Didn't want to to make
3: any noises um, while while all the tent things were going on. Uh, All right, yeah. Um, So Andrew's fucked off, and um, they've obviously been doing some redecorating in the place while we were having a pint. because there's now a stairway. Yeah, there is. And, I mean, you remember... The eye did have a staircase that went up to the private
0: rooms upstairs. It's always been there. It's just strange that this wasn't here when you first arrived. But then again, this version of the eye doesn't have a ceiling
3: or wall, so lots of things are a little strange right now. Yeah. Well, you know what happens when Tommy gets overwhelmed with things being, I um, will say, like... ...too magical or strange or weird... ...he just kind of just goes... ...oh well, fuck it, I don't know anymore... ...and just kind of accepts it... ...a bit like he did when in um, in the Wizard's Tower... ...so... ...kind of looks around him and goes... ...I guess i better be going upstairs then... So you walk up the stairs... ...and once you reach... ...the next floor...
0: ...you look to the end of a corridor... ...and you notice that there is a door there... ...and the wood of the door appears to be stained... ...with old blood... ...and as you grow closer... You can hear people loudly arguing within the room. And as you get up close to the door, you start to make out the following. You will take the money. Take it and get out of my sight. I have no more time to waste on you. You hear a woman cry out in just heart-wrenching sadness. you, sir. A curse on all your awful kind. You think you can treat me like shit, like I'm nothing? Just use me and toss me aside for all your fancy words and expensive clothes. You're nothing but a common fucking criminal. You hear a deep sigh, even from the other side of the door, and the man responds. Are you still here, whore? Another word and I'll have you and your bastard spawn drowned. Get out of my sight. You hear another cry, this time mixed with anger, as the woman must have turned towards the door and run out of it as quickly as she could, the door flying open and almost hitting you in the face. But before it closes, you take the opportunity to slip into the room. You see a man in his early twenties, wearing quite extravagant clothes, a finely cut jacket, some leather boots that you can see marked with an arcane script, beautifully crafted golden rings adorning his fingers. He's tanned His hair is cut quite short, he's sporting a a thin and tidy beard, and he's lounging a large armchair while swirling a glass of brandy, though clearly he's dressed as lavishly as any noble. You notice that he's not wearing a mask, which would have marked him out as part of the Varadin noble class had he been sporting one, but doesn't seem to be. Man looks over to a corner of the room, just to your left, and says, You've got people tailing her right. Someone in the corner steps out of the shadows. You hadn't noticed him up to this point. I will keep an eye on her. As you watch a younger Valman steps out of the shadows. She won't do anything foolish. Good. Make sure of it. Should she or the brat step out of line, I trust you know what to do? Yes, sir. You can count on me. And... Right. That's where we'll leave you, Tommy. Mm. Oh, it's all coming to the surface.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many questions.
3: Well, and a few answers, but not enough answers.
1: Yeah, no more questions than answers.
3: Mm, for you, perhaps. <laughs> wow. Well. Speaking of
0: questions, Mr Fate, you have been posed a difficult one. What would Dick Fate
3: do? What's what's his choice again? Just just
2: to make so, it clear. I can I, I give up three hours of my life and I get this memory erased mm-hmm. and find
3: out where Montel is. What happened last time you gave up? <laughs> well, Your...
2: that was a, that was a different character. <laughs>
3: no 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 no, no, no. Yeah. What do I mean? with with Dick? Last time he lost action. Over his bo- over himself, what happened? True. And yeah. whilst whilst you'll lose memory th- this memory, nothing is said about any memories that you will obtain during the three hours. Hey, that
2: is very true.
3: Which but, but likewise Montel, and, and and haunting memories go away, at least some of them.
2: This kind of brings me on to uh, like uh, as uh, as Dick, do do I have what? Emric would be carrying or what I would be carrying.
0: Uh you would have what Emric was carrying back then, so you're wearing his uh plate armor. You've got your you do have your long sword because you would have kept that. It just looks like Emric's sword. Okay. But otherwise you're uh, you're dressed as a uh, god
2: captain Emric. So up my helmet disguise I suppose. <laughs> so hmm. well this character, this person, whoever they are, they said a lot of words, Dick he and Dick probably didn't really understand most of what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> but Dick's just, uh... Dick's gonna put his hand on his helmet and, uh, pull it off. Because he doesn't need to be disguised as far as he can tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: Dick, uh... Dick, Dick, uh, Dick likes, uh... Your offer, your offer sound very good. But, uh... Dick Dick has one person he believe in more than anyone else really and uh, he won't say to Dick the truth will set you free
2: and I'm going to launch the helmet at the being. I take it that's your rejection? Yes. Okay. As
0: you throw the helmet at the being in midair the helmet turns into a torch that instead of hitting Jassic smashes through a window, and the oily rags that were first chucked in through the doors and other windows catch a blaze, and you hear screaming from the people inside, the civilians who you decided couldn't be allowed to live. You hear their screams, their cries, you see some of the mercenaries are holding the door shut so that they can't escape, and any that throw themselves through the windows are being brutally cut down. And. For what feels like far longer than three hours you experience it all over again in vivid detail as you hear such a pity that we couldn't come to some sort of arrangement but if you desire the truth I will not keep that from you enjoy it and revel in it embrace it and experience every sweet moment of it and will uh, move away from Mr. Fate as he has fun for the next few hours.
2: Dick, Dick, Dick will just end it with as the uh, as the being is obviously well reveling in this. Dick will make up for this when Dick kill
0: you. You're greeted with silence, Dick, as you and the mercenaries go about your bloody work. Yep. Sophia, let's return to you. Bye. So you walk into the room with the shrine, what are you doing?
1: Looking about. Is there anything of my previous life?
0: Um, in this room?
1: Mm-hmm. Not
0: too much, it's relatively spartan. You take a closer look at the shrine and you can see that not just one relief has been carved into part of it, the uh, the, the final image of you uh, slaying Kalemvor. You notice, carved into the background, the images of other deities. Seemingly falling from the heavens and being dragged down by Pentacles into a darkness below you see images of what you think are probably your friends as well as others fighting off against angelic hordes and winning seems to be that the shrine was created to honor a final battle of some sort
1: Is there anything to show me? The whispering man other than the tentacles.
0: Just the symbol of the tentacled sun that you know was Rogar's uh, symbol that he used to carry with him.
1: Okay. Having found out all the gods have perished by the whispering man, I'm gonna go out the door again and seek Solara.
0: As you um turn to leave, you hear Solara's voice behind you, now stood in front of the shrine, going Yeah? What did you want to talk about?
1: What do you want from me?
0: Honestly, not a lot. I just want to show you the truth.
1: We've been here before. i fought you before. Can't you just take no for an answer?
0: (laughs) Well, I see you're under a little bit of a misunderstanding. You fought, as it were, um, one of my children, of sorts. I'm putting it in terms you would understand, let's say. A lesser creature that has a bit of a focus on certain aspects that they excel in, of course. Proud parent that I am. <laughs> but they're not one for... Often. more about demanding and getting their way rather than trying to make anyone see their point of view. I'm much more willing to have a chat. And I'll be honest with you. I showed you all this. Not out of some of temptation, or to lure you. I want you to understand just what you're giving up.
1: This is a pipe dream. None of this. I'm not giving this up. I will have some form of joy and happiness when you are killed. It may not be this. It may not be Solara standing next to me. But you will not be there. I will not be praying to you.
0: I'm afraid if you but against me, against my followers, against those who pledge themselves to me in one way or or a million others. The only thing you'll be led towards is ruin, because you can't fight the truth. You can't fight against the tide of change.
1: why Why are you trying to persuade me? If I can't do anything to change your plan, your grand scheme, then why are you wasting your effort on me? It's a very you're good question. You're scared. You're
0: scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. I forget how cute you little mortals can be. <laughs> no, I, I don't fear you, dear. I'm worried for you. For all of you. This, this world that you cling on to, that you believe in, that you fight for. You're so blind that you can't even see what's wrong with it. And it worries me, you know? I look upon you, and I see you all wrapped up in your little lies and your little games, and it makes me sad, (laughs) in a way, that that's what's being done to you. I wasn't lying before, Sophia. You've been forced to take a part in something that you never chose to. It was decided before you were born, before you made your first breath, thought your first thought, you were under control. And you might think that worshipping me, that putting your faith in me, is a form of control. But at least I can honestly say I have your best interests at heart. tell me, why do you worship Kalambor? What about it appeals to you?
1: I knew a great man once He devoted his life to Kalimbor who showed me that your way is through darkness that your way is chaos and chaos has no place in my life I don't know what tricks you're trying to pull but they will not work
0: no tricks but yes, chaos because chaos is change chaos is anything that upsets the order of things and do you know the order of this world? Do you know why things are as they are? Do you know why your friend died? Really why he died? Isn't your god the god of death? Couldn't he have stopped that if he wanted to?
1: He died for a cause and for a reason that is not for me to question.
0: <laughs> that's that's useful to them that you don't question it. That you're perfectly happy To let your friends fall, one after another, and have their spirits taken away from them and condemned. (laughs) You see, you know what your gods are, right? What they once were?
1: Enlighten me.
0: They were mortals, like you. Just people. People who grew strong, grew powerful, like you're trying to do. People who went from pledging themselves to entities, or worshipping gods, to embodying that power and then using it to take a spot at the top of the pyramid, making it all their own. And when they got there, when they dethroned whoever was there before them, and who had dethroned whoever was ever before them and so on and so forth, all back to the creation of this little reality you live in, they realized they had to keep this whole machine running, that good and evil must fight, Demons and devils can never win over each other, it just has to churn on forever and ever. People who think they deserve to be punished should go be punished. People who believe should be rewarded. And that belief should go round and round and round. Because that's what gives them their strength. Your gods are only gods. So long as they can cling onto power that's been passed down or usurped by them. They're only gods as long as people believe in them. They keep you locked underneath them to give them power. And they do that by setting up means in which you suffer and that you die. Because what better way to keep you and all your little friends under control to tell them that, really, if they want the afterlife they think they deserve, they want to join their deity in a endless field of combat like the orcs, or a bounty of life and treasure like the humans, or a font of infinite knowledge for the elves. If they want that, then they have to believe and pray and give up their faith to that particular god in its portfolio of power. And what I say to that is, that's broken. The difference between me and those creatures are I don't need you to pray to me, Sophia. My power, my existence, doesn't rely on what others say and do for me. I am a constant. I am chaos. This is why I laugh when you say you'll kill me. You can't. You can't stop what I am. Because I'm not part of your little world where death matters, where time matters. I'm beyond it. And what I'm offering you and all your little friends is the chance to be beyond it as well. To break the cycle of life and death. To break the cycle of decay and rot. None of that ever needed to exist. They forced it upon you. They created things in a way so that you would worship them and die and give your power to them upon death that's the cycle that they keep churning over and you can keep that happening if you want, but I'm not going to sit here and let your little reality mill out more power for a bunch of greedy fools who think they can rule over their little domain and hide from the big outside great dark beyond so yeah, Sophia Kalambor and all his little friends tell you that I'm the darkness beyond the stars, that I'm the thing you should fear, but they stoke that fear in you so that you won't see through their lies. This reality I'm showing you is the one where you break free of those shackles, where you start to spread the truth of what's happened here. You don't have to, of course. I have plenty of other people who are already doing the same. I merely wanted to give you an opportunity Because I feel you've been lied to, and tricked, and that you're going to die fighting for something that isn't worth fighting.
1: I really love the sales pitch, bait. I really do. But you're talking to a brick wall. You say you don't need me. Why are you giving me all this babble? Blah, 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 blah. And I may not be able to kill you, but I will stop you from hurting those that I love the most. Just keep talking, mate. I- I'm growing bored.
0: Oh, that's fine. You don't have to join me. You don't have to accept what I'm telling you is the truth. Maybe it'll legal weight you a little bit, maybe it won't. Maybe your faith in your deities is strong enough until the moment you see them die before you and you couldn't do anything to stop it. But, hey, if that's the future you choose, don't let me stop you. But, I will say one thing. I might not need your faith, I might not care whether you join me or not, but I am vengeful. And if you ever think that you'll see peace in your life, that you will retire along with those you love, this little one here, your other friends, I promise you that the only thing that waits at the end of your journey is pain and suffering. Enjoy the future. Well, you still can. And Solara disappears.
1: Sad. Just because Solara's disappeared. (laughs) And she knew who I was.
0: And with all that done, I think that's where we'll end the episode.
1: Bloody hell, mate. (laughs) 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 I haven't hit anything!
0: No. Then you roll with us.
1: On on mute. All I heard was Matt laughing in the next in the next room. So you, you didn't
3: need to say it. I I knew I was on mute. I just laughed because of what you, <laughs> you, <laughs> now you what said. I wanted to
1: capture the laughter.
3: Okay, but fine. I
1: haven't yet anything. <laughs> I can I can I roll initiative?
3: No, actually no, 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 <laughs> no I do not no, want to no. 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 The episode's <laughs> over now. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> we survived, no. sort of. Um I noticed you didn't try and tempt Tommy
4: interesting so far interesting.
3: so far yeah so far so far um interesting mm-hmm. a, a nice chat with Hendrel
4: though
1: yeah and you saw your bassborn dad
3: uh well does does he look like a bassborn He looks like a noble but not a noble from these parts
2: they're all bassborn oh
3: everyone's <laughs> a Basborn, apparently
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How do you know sophia's dad's not a Basborn, as well as a vampire we we don't Exactly, you're all you ball spawn. Me. Fuck off. <laughs> you're all <ball> spawn now. <laughs>
2: you're, but you're the one who clearly has the links to Ball since you can use his dagger.
3: Yes, I do, but perhaps that's a red herring. Perhaps we're just supposed to think that, because I've got a follower of Ball who's a dickhead, who keeps showing up. <laughs> Doesn't like me. <laughs> ah, interesting times, though.
1: Yes, This definitely. man's a cunt. Which um, Run is not?
2: To be fair, they're really, really like they're really, really good
3: offers. <laughs> well, you, you, you say, well, you, you say that, but then that's obviously because you, you've you've already been tempted before. <laughs> but you see, you see, the thing, the thing with the, with all these things is, it's like, yes, you're right, the world is shit, but the person who or the creature or the entity who's saying they're going to somehow make it better. Has their own agenda, and they're obviously not going to tell you about the nitty gritty, are they?
1: I've already said no once. So I'm doubling down. Uh,
3: you, it's, 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. Very, very persuasive arguments. But um, well, it sh- should, 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 should the arguments come at Tommy next episode? You'll, you'll see what he has to say about it. But um, yeah, you're C- right. Could you
1: imagine it... if I said, yeah, fuck it, oh? Well,
3: I mean, let's let's be honest. It was, it was a very tempting. Yeah, future. You get the future you dream of.
1: I mean, your your deal was like properly tempting cuz I mean, yeah, not to be be plagued by those memories and to be able to find your friend instantly. I mean, that's pretty cool.
3: I mean, I guess I guess with yours is you knew that that future wasn't suddenly going to miraculously appear in a yeah. moment. Yeah. That you'd only be working towards that and yeah. Um I mean we saw we saw what happened to Andril's eyes and the various things that happened to Rogar over the time so yeah. the fact yeah, the idea that you'd you'd be settled in a cottage happy looking exactly as you did before no no weird creepy hand or um, mm-hmm. weird creepy eyes uh yeah but I don't know it's, a, it's always always good when you've got a villain who who has a um has a good tempting offer that seems actually quite reasonable Mm.
0: Mm. I wonder how uh, many times throughout the next uh, week until re- we record again that you'll regret your choices.
1: <laughs>
3: I've made one yet. Already did. I haven't made one yet.
1: I doubled down, alright?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. That was Gunpowder, treason, and No Plot. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gtmp. And check out what we've got on offer there. You can join our Discord server and get NPCs named after you, or you can just, you know, chip in a, a little bit of cash towards your new favorite podcast, which is clearly what we are. If you don't want to make a monetary commitment, go to the credits that you'll find in the description of this podcast episode and just click our DD Beyond referral link. It's uh, just a way for DD Beyond to track whether people actually listen to us. So, you know, click it, it'll take you there, nothing bad will happen, and then you can move on with your day. And if you just want to chat with us generally, we're on Twitter. I'm there as AtreasonNo, at and my players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. And we also have a WordPress website and a Facebook group filled with lore and all that good stuff. And I will uh, turn you over to my co host to say their own little goodbyes. ba 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 ba
2: ba 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 It's Ask
4: Dick! <clears throat> now, Before we get started, I would like to address what happened last week. I have fired our last producer due to the lack of security that allowed that being on this program. And by fired, I mean I kicked him out the door. Now, I've been assured by our new producer, Raoul that security has been upped and this will not happen again. Now, for our question. Dear Dick, our names are bra, bra, and bra. We are taking over this damn street. Three humans down, a number higher than we can count, left to go. The party revolution goes on. Um, mm. Wait, there's no question. It's Ask Dick. Bra.
1: Bra. <laughs>
3: well moving on on tommy's um big book of spells uh we are up to the letter g yeah still doing it so g at least has a few less fucking spells to look through than some of the other letters i've done so far uh g's a bit of a shit letter isn't it so we've gone with a really fucking shitty if level spell. Um, called Gesh. I think it's pronounced. At least that's what I looked it up anyway. Spelt G-E-A-S. Because I can spell. Mm. Yeah this is a bit of a dick move isn't it? Wee. Oui. You, uh, <laughs> you place a magical command on a creature. That you can see within range. Forcing it to carry out some service or refrain from some action or course of activity as you decide. If the creature can understand you, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or become charmed by you for the duration. Yes, while the creature is charmed by you, it takes 5d10 psychic damage each time it acts in a matter directly counter to your instructions, but no more than once each day. A creature that can't understand you is unaffected by the spell. You can issue any command you choose short of an activity that would result in certain death. Should you issue a suicidal command, the spell ends. And you can end the spell early by using action dismiss it, or remove curse, greater restoration, or wish spell also ends it. Now, here's the absolute cunt. When you cast this spell, Using a spell slot of 7th or 8th level, the duration, which was 30 days at the start, becomes 1 year. When you cast this spell, using a spell slot of ninth level, the spell lasts until it is ended by one of the spells mentioned above. Basically, create your own fucking slave. That is a shitty spell for shitty people like fucking wizards fucking bards clerics druids all of them cunts that cast spells yes that is taking away someone's rights and abilities and i do not agree with it and that's why i think all those magic users can all go and fuck off pricks
1: oh i i don't think as sophia I, I should have that spell, but bloody hell, you've given Cookson an idea for, like, someone evil now, haven't you?
3: I'm sure he knows all about it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> As you say, letter is G for Glasbrazoo. which are demons that specialize in temptation of mortals, spreading corruption unseen like a vir- virulent disease slash COVID. Unlike succubi who prey on lust Glas Brazil, exploit the mortal desires of power in many forms, it may actually look a bit like Dominic Cummings for the Brits or Stalin for anybody else. I'd never thought I'd equate those two people, but yeah, why not? Fuck it.
3: <laughs> Done now. Yeah, and they also don't like being called mean names. No. I <laughs> <You> guys <laughs> bought a Brazil once. Yeah, yeah, and I called, think- it, I, I called it mean names um, in New Made upset.
1: She's very (laughs) sad at you.
3: Was not happy.
1: (laughs) Sad Brazil. (laughs) Sad Brazil. Uh,
0: Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
2: See ya.
3: Can anyone hear us? Can anyone hear us? I'm trapped in this bumper. We're both trapped in this bumper. Oh no, how, how do we end we... up in here? Well, how do we escape? Okay, look, maybe if we send everyone to necropoticon.com, We can escape. But not just that. What if we send them to the Discord as well? Yes, that's great. You have to go to the website, which is www.necropodicon.com and you'll find a Discord on there. And if you want, I guess, if if you've got time while releasing us, you could play games and chat with the people from the various podcasts you've been listening to. You can read all the cast and crew profiles. You can be part of special events. In fact, we're missing out on that by being trapped in this bumper. Help free us from this bumper and we'll see you over at www.necropodicon.com. We are in mortal pain.
4: if you do not, sucks. please! We I'll suffer Save, in save us!
1: us.
3: Ah. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.
0: Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at
4: www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.